0: insensitivity training you say Pastor Lynn where do you come up with these sermon titles huh Uh, this is not who you are you're too nice a guy you're not insensitive and you're right sometimes I don't know what I'm thinking I I went to a party yesterday and it got known that I was a Methodist pastor at this party and there were people that were strangers to the Christian faith and to the Methodist denomination they were coming up to me and they were going Well, what do you Methodists believe? What do you practice? And I said, I can do it in one word. Grace. God's love for us, unmerited, unearned, freely given, and we are forgiven. So what does that have to do with insensitivity? (laughs) I, I need to tell you how uncomfortable I am in preaching about this topic In seminary, what did I learn? Pastoral care. And here in this church, we practice something uh, called uh, the partners in ministry. And it has the heart principles. Hear me and understand me. Even if you disagree with me, don't make me wrong. Acknowledge the greatness within me. Remember to look for my loving intentions. Tell me the truth with compassion. That doesn't sound like insensitivity, does it? Here's the thing. I am too sensitive. I am too nice. I'm preaching about insensitivity training this day because it's in the Bible. You know, this Bible we gave to the third graders. There's a lot of that going on. Sometimes it's God who seems to be pretty insensitive to us. And sometimes it's our insensitivity to one another. And it may be exactly what we need for that moment. Yes, not therapy, (laughs) But hard truth. So, as I was reflecting on this passage and being too sensitive, I imagined how I would have handled it if I were Moses. Okay, play, play with me for just a moment. I would have gone to God and I would have said, uh, Now, God, it seems like you're really angry here. Is that right? Perception check. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, and God, you know, let's, let's come up with some alternatives. Let's brainstorm a little bit here and generate some other options. And that, smile, people, this is funny stuff. And, uh, and then we can rank order them. And, and since you're God, well, and, you know, we won't critique it first, but you can start and we'll, we'll narrow down what are the proper responses here for uh, dealing with your people, okay? So that's how I would have handled this, being too sensitive. And, and I would have gone to Aaron and I would have said to Aaron, hey, bro, I I know it was tough on you, and you had like a mob scene on your hands, and you were just trying to quell a riot, and so uh, you're trying to go for the easy answer, the the quick fix here, but but really, a golden calf, isn't that a little bit derivative? I mean, smile, this is really funny. And uh, I know that other cultures and other religions have their, their calves that they worship and it's a sign of virility and strength and that we're in control and things, but okay, yes, yes, I know you were in the desert and didn't have a lot of material to work with and uh, uh, oh, you're calling it primitive desert art. Okay, all right, so, all right. And I would have gone to the people and I would have said this to the people. Now people, come on. We're going to take a day of reflection here. I want everybody to pull apart. And, uh, and then we're going to divide up into small groups. All right, small groups. So we can discuss your feelings uh, about what has happened here. And at the end of the day, we'll have a worship service. And I've written this uh, order of worship. And there's a, a prayer of confession. And, and then there's this uh, word of pardon and assurance. And everything will be hunky-dory, okay? So that's, that's how I would have handled it if I were Moses. Too sensitive, right? Right? too nice. Can we be too sensitive? Can we cave in? Why is it sometimes that the least um, competent people seem to be in charge? Why is it sometimes that the most anxious seem to be running the show? Uh, Is it a time sometimes for us to be insensitive and to confront people with their real behavior. Why is it the most dependent seem to be the most in charge? Well, Aaron, he's dealing with all these anxious people and I identify a lot with that. Um, Aaron goes for the quick fix, the easy answer and dealing with everybody's anxieties. Now, I, I know we never do this in the church, right? Go for the quick fix, the easy answer, right? No. Um, so, if, you know, if, if we just go to the latest workshop, yeah, or, or read the the latest book by Adam Hamilton, you know, he's our guru, right? right. See, so, Because, you know, our, our attendance is declining, and our worship is declining, and we're not getting younger people in the church, and so, you know, surely, we, if we just had a quick fix, may, maybe if we had a coffee bar, right, that would attract people, we could meet the Starbucks culture, meet them where they are, and... Yeah, and, and for youth, you know, we need a, a, a youth video arcade with big screen TVs up on the wall, and that'll get them here to Sunday school, right? That's that's the way we do this. Is uh, so sometimes church we uh, we make little gods. Also, we go for quick fixes. The word is expedient. Expedient. Let's see, in John's gospel, there were some religious leaders that said, you know, it's more expedient, it's better for one man to die than for the whole nation to be destroyed. We're not always good about dealing with anxiety, and we sometimes cave in and are too, too sensitive. I wish that I was more insensitive. <laughs> I wish I was more insensitive um, With the God who's insensitive. You know I don't like everything that's written in the Bible. (laughs) Guess which are the parts I need to deal with. The parts I don't like. The parts that hold me accountable. The parts that really challenge me. And that's why I'm in disciple Bible study. And uh, and that's why I'm in accountability groups with some other pastors and things. I, I need to wrestle with God sometimes. And not just try to get rid of my anxiety as quickly as possible. And, and I wish that I was more insensitive sometimes with you. Here's my perception of what's going on around us a lot of the time. We're in just as big a hurry as Aaron and those people were to get rid of their anxiety. And we have all kinds of uh, ploys for this. And we live in a frantic, frenzied, kind of culture and we are so busy and we fill our lives with, with things and with items on the, the agenda and our calendars. And, and it's very hard for us to pull back and simply be still in the presence of God. And it's a funny thing, not funny, funny, ha ha, but it's, the the more stuff we have and the more we fill up our calendars and the more we go for security and success, the less we feel secure and successful and centered. It's almost like we have a deep spiritual hunger in here that doesn't get filled by any of these little gods, gods with a little G. They never, never satisfy. I, I wish I could be more insensitive with you sometimes. You know Moses made the people drink the dust, he ground up that golden calf and he put it in the water and he made him drink that bitter drink. Ooh, do you see him throw up up here? It's, it's awful. I, I wish I had more of that chutzpah, you know to, to do that. I, I had a friend uh, named Dave, he's a pastor, Methodist pastor and He once had a a guy come to him, and the guy goes, "Preacher, they don't call you by your name. You know, you're you're known by your title." Hey, preacher, Um, he goes, "Yeah, um, well, preacher. Here's the thing. I I I get up in the morning. I go to work, and I really don't like my work. It's boring and it's routine, and I, you know, I just get through the day, and it's a paycheck. And at the end of the day, I." You know, I sit in front of the TV and I have my my meal and I I watch TV until it's time to go to bed and and then I go to bed and I sleep and and then I get up in the morning and I start all over, I do it all over again and and sometimes on the weekends I'll go out drinking and I'll have a one-night stand with somebody but I'm really not close to anybody. And preacher, my life seems to have no meaning. What's the matter? And Dave said, your life has no meaning. He goes, no preacher. Tell me, what what's the matter? Your life has no meaning. <laughs> Sometimes people don't need therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need truth. They need a, you know a word from God that that will set them free, set them on a new direction. Sometimes I've I've been even able to do it in worship with you to be a little insensitive. I know it. Uh, in the church we served in San Saba, that little country seat uh, uh, county church there, uh, uh, county seat country church I served there, that uh, from time to time I would take some risk with them and, and tell them some things that God had put on my heart. And, and I was always afraid when I did that. And I never remember after one of those sermons, uh, standing there at the back door greeting you, and Elsie and Milliken came out the door, Elsie and I was really scared. Boy, my blood pressure was rising. My heart was beating fast. I afraid that I'd hurt her feelings. And Elsie said, Preacher, sometimes we need to have our toes stepped on. Okay. It's maybe a calling from God sometimes to be insensitive. I know this chapter 32 of Exodus, it sort of replays, Genesis 3, the opening scenes of the Bible where humankind learns all about sin and in our freedom, it's so easy for us to choose something that's not God. We make gods in our own image instead of living up to the image that we were created in, the creator God. I know in disciple Bible study, we're talking about sin tonight and it says, uh, we need a reference outside of ourselves (laughs) to figure out who we are and what we're supposed to do. Else, we just create gods in our own image. God's insensitive in this passage. If you read all of chapter 32, he strikes down 3,000 people, ouch. He sends a plague amongst the people. You see how I edited that out of the the skit here, right? So I'm, I'm so sensitive, so nice. And the thing is, I'm very uncomfortable with that God, that God who holds us that accountable sometimes. And yet, as much as I don't like it, that's how Yahweh, how the Lord God sometimes comes in my life and says, I love you too much to let you get away with that. I hold you accountable. Do do you know that kind of love? Has anybody uh, been that way with you? Been insensitive with you? Um, I mean, sometimes it is through the words of the Bible that just slay us, that just open our hearts, that just make us wide open to what God is wanting for us. Sometimes it's a family member. Isn't it a good thing to be married and have children? (laughs) They're just so good about holding us accountable, you know, about uh, insensitivity. Sometimes it's a trusted colleague. It might be a spiritual director. It might be a pastor. It might be a small group, a disciple, Bible study, choir, or something. Um, we need that from time to time, this God who is insensitive. I need to tell you the truth today. When I read the Bible, and especially when I read the New Testament, I want that God that's revealed in Jesus. I want the pacifist, liberal Jesus, <laughs> okay? I want the therapeutic Jesus. You know, all I, right, I, I understand you. I hear what you're saying, yes. Okay. You know, that very sensitive Jesus. I don't want the Jesus who's rebuking Peter like we had in the scripture last week, who says, get behind me, Satan. I don't like that, you know? I don't like the Jesus that goes into the temple and overturns the tables of the money changers and says, you've made my house of prayer into a den of thieves. No, I don't like, I especially don't like it when Jesus confronts the religious leaders because I am one. And Jesus says to them, you whitewashed tombs. You have this outward appearance. Oh, I'm wearing a white robe. Wow. And uh, you're dead inside. Sometimes we need the insensitive Jesus to tell us what we really need to do. If you have only love without accountability, it's just wishy-washy, isn't it? It's just anything goes. If you have accountability without love, then it's only cruelty. (laughs) You you need both, right? Um, There's this pastor friend who had a t-shirt made. I saw it it said, insensitive by the grace of God. (laughs) That's that's who I aspire to be. (laughs) Insensitive by the grace of God. It's not the end of the story, Exodus 32, for which I'm glad. If you read on just a little bit after this, those tablets that were thrown down they get rewritten by God. Isn't that a great God? A God who could do a rewrite in our lives. Another chance. Another opportunity. Yeah, holds the people accountable. Absolutely. But gives them also a new life. The good news I have to share with this day is the God of the Bible loves you so much that God is insensitive from time to time. Amen.